Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is Thursday, the 2nd of July. Welcome to the COB. I'm Kylie Merrick here with David Scott. Scotty, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? And uh, I'm very glad to be doing this with you again. It's been a while between drinks. Little guest appearance. Don't get used to it. Um, Look, the third straight day of gains on uh, on the local boss, the ASX 200, back above 6,000 points. I guess, you know, taking a, the lead from Wall Street, plenty of optimism there overnight, misplaced or not? Well, what can you say? Like, it's a wall of money being thrown at the market. That's one thing. Uh, valuations don't seem to be really paying too much of attention at the moment. I know that there were some uh, positive signals out about uh, no potential vaccine, but uh, we've heard that story before mm-hmm. uh, multiple times. Um, that old chestnut. Yeah, and you look at the, uh, and uh, Pfizer is like a, a well-recognized company, so it's not mm. saying that it's not accurate, but it's only a tiny study. But I can't imagine that was the actual catalyst to go and explain what's happened over the past 24 hours. But you look at what's going on the, the COVID case, like there's no improvement in those southern states in the United States. It's just, it's mm. still terrible numbers. Mm. People are trying to justify like the rally saying, oh, the death rate's not, uh, not picking up to anywhere near the same level as cases and everything else. Perhaps... But I'm not sure that's going to go and be enough to go and justify like an, an expectation for a real strong rebound in yeah. earnings. I just cannot see it at this point. It, it is a little strange. Um, I, I really enjoyed reading your Scuddy's view in the uh, in the newsletter today, and I, I, I commend that to our listeners if you haven't. But um, if you don't want to read it, give us a little bit of an overview. You've had a bit of a, a crack, I suppose, at this um, you know, this constant talking up of the, the PMIs that come out and, and you've given us a little bit of a, an economics lesson, perhaps? Oh, I think that's been very rich. <laughs> probably, probably not that far, but uh, when it comes to PMIs, I just think that they're misunderstood. And it comes down to, and I've got to say, a lot of the, uh, the journalism community uh, in how, how they explain it. But a 50 reading does not mean that things are suddenly all rosy and everything else. 50 is telling you that basically the same number of firms are saying that activity is improving as those who are saying that it's declining. Yeah. So, yes, it's not at 20 or 30 what we saw in a couple of months back. But, but it's 50, not at 75 50 either. is saying that things are stabilising at a lower level. Yep. That's essentially what it's saying. It's not a, and Look, there's lots of limitations with PMIs. The one thing it cannot tell you, though, is the speed. Uh, it cannot also tell you the size of the company talking about a massive manufacturing firm versus like a street corner uh, kind of enterprise, they are classified as a kind of same business. They're the same in this survey. So you've got to be very careful about how you interpret it. I'm not going to go and bang on too much about it, but all you've got to remember is that 50 only means it's basically like 50% are seeing an improvement. If it's 60%, 60% are seeing an improvement. That's it. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt and don't get too excited. Um, look, speaking of the newsletter, there's uh, there's a couple of great links in there today. There's um, an interesting one, a story in an interview we had today with the, the CEO of Jumbo. Um, this is the, the lottery game retailer. 
uh, behind Powerball and Auslotto. There's been a lot of talk about them in the market the last couple of days. Um, they've redone their their sort of their their license deal, their relationship with Tabcorp. Um, the CEO Mike Viveka was on Ausbiz today. Um, if you've got the time, I would go and have a listen to that because it it does sound like you know there was a lot of shatter in the market about and, and, and some misunderstanding um, of of that deal. So he clarifies all that. Another interesting interview we had on today, Scuddy, John Riley, the CIO at Implemented Portfolios. Now, I guess the key thing that we took out of, of his interview was, you know, again, it goes back to that whole thing of governments are not going to let any country really where they can fall off a cliff. And, in, you know, particularly in relationship to Australia, that is September. That is the end of JobKeeper. Um, it's the end of JobSeeker. Mm-hmm. He's kind of saying, look, you know, obviously life is not rosy. We're not all you know, skipping through the magical gardens, but Mm. um, he does expect there to be support from government when needed to keep the economy going. I think it's a foregone conclusion. The the fact that we've been talking about it so much basically means that, no, if that still happens, that outcome where uh, you have like a double dip and uh, the government pulls back JobKeeper and and reduces JobSeeker and doesn't doesn't expand the program to those sectors uh, that have been hardest hit by the pandemic, then you've got to question what the policymakers are doing. Like everyone has been saying it. So we know the risk is there. Uh, it'll take a policy mistake, in my opinion, to go and see a really nasty outcome. It's not to say that I certainly don't see a V-shaped recovery, but at the same time, I suspect that the government will be there, as will the RBA, to go and support things through the second half of the year. Mm. Um, let's talk about property. Uh, it's, an, it's a really interesting asset class in this. An Australian pastime. <laughs> um, in this environment. So we had on today the, the CEO of Aussie Home Loans, James Simond. Um, I'm old enough to remember <laughs> another Simon when you talk about that. But look, he, he came on and again, you know, we were talking about the impact of, of JobKeeper, the impact of this stimulus. Um, you know, we were talking about the, the, the latest CoreLogic data, you know, house prices down just under a percent in June. It, you know, it is a big fall. He's still, you know, as you would say, not surprisingly, uh, fairly bullish. But property has been a, a really interesting, you know, asset to watch through all of this. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. It's not just him that also has been saying it, but a lot of people are talking about this uh, influx of, uh, of first-time buyers in particular. Mm. Now, the government's uh, first, uh, first home buyer uh, deposit scheme, the next tranche has been opened at the uh, start of the month. Uh, that's opening 10,000 10, spots nationwide to people who want to go and put 5% deposit down to go and, uh, and, and buy their dream property. Uh, so there's a lot of interest that's been sparked by that particular group. Uh, the one thing that obviously everyone I think is talking about is that there's still so many risks out there. We know that uh, you know, the economy is not going to be strong. We know that a lot of uh, mortgage holidays are taking mm. place, a lot of rent holidays. But doesn't seem to be stopping uh, a lot of first home buyer components. There, yeah. uh, they're, they're moving in and, uh, and trying to go and snap up a relative bargain. Risk for lenders, obviously, but I guess you know, there are a whole bunch of people, I feel like anyway, in Australia who are, to an extent, living in a bubble. You know, you're not, you're not in Victoria, you're not in lockdown, you know, you're in Queensland or New South Wales. Things are um, relatively back to normal. If you've got a job uh, in a company that is, and you know, what is, what is a stable job in this environment? But there are lots of people who are, you know, almost guaranteed to keep working through this. You've got interest rates like we've never seen. You've got all these mm. stimulus measures. If you are in that, you know, in that lucky enough to be in that category of people, property prices are falling. Yeah. You know, it's it's not not and, disastrous. And look, to be honest, like, and I've heard uh, Pete Wardgen from uh, Alan Wardgen, uh, he was on earlier this week and he's got a, a, a ScoMo put 
So like the power put or the uh, Bernanke put. <laughs> so he, he basically believes, and I don't think there's many people out there who disagree with this, that uh, the government will do everything in their power to go and prevent a meaningful fall yeah. in the property prices. So if it means that we go and relax rules here or there to go and ensure that you know, there's a smooth transition, uh, I, I don't see it being a problem. I could understand that people don't want to go and see a dramatic collapse in prices. Yes, there is a component of the community out there who would love to go and see that. Mm. But the flip side of that, you, if that was to happen, yeah. you would not want to be living in Australia because the economy would be no, so bad. No, it's so caught up. And it's, you know, it's all about stability, isn't mm. it? It's, it's not about zero-sum games for any, you know, one group of people or another. Yeah. Um, it's about, you know, trying to bring that stability. Um, I want to talk about stock of the day. Uh, Temple and Webster today uh, had a little bit of a fall, uh, tapping shareholders for about $40 million to strengthen its balance sheet, as so many are um, at this time. They're, they're getting very big. Um, let's have a listen to what two of our experts on the call had to say about it today. Claude Walker from A Rich Life and Howard Coleman from Team Invest. Here's Claude. They're in a really strong position. However, I think that it was the smart thing to do just because their valuation now is historically very high. And honestly, in terms of being valued on their profits, I would be surprised if it gets too much higher than where it is now. On top of that, I think we've had on the horizon um, this uh, situation where they're going to get in the indices. So it could, it might not be too long before they're in the ASX 200. So by raising a little bit of capital, they distribute a few more shares, which will increase their market capitalization and hasten their addition to those big ind right. indices, which then creates more interest in the stock. In actual fact, what uh, the management of the company and the board of the company is telling us is that at the current share price that they're going to be raising capital, they think your money's worth more than their shares. Now, seeing as they know the business better than I would, um, I have to assume they're right, and therefore I wouldn't want to put any of my money in. But from a team invest perspective, this is a company that's only made a profit one year, and uh, they're tens of thousands of those around the world that uh, have their sales rise, they maybe make a profit once and don't land up being successful businesses for shareholders long term. Okay, so that was Howard Coleman from Team Invest talking about Temple and Webster. Uh, Scuddy, US futures at the moment currently looking pretty subdued. We've got more jobs numbers coming out of the US tonight. What are you looking at? Yes, take your pick. We've got our initial jobless claims and we have non-farm payrolls. So we have uh, Independence Day uh, holiday on Friday. Obviously, Independence Day is Saturday. But, so we get a double dose of, uh, of massive jobs data from the States. Um, what am I looking at? Well, I'm going to see if initial claims are still rising or still sitting around about 1.5 million. They should be coming down much more than what they've been doing recently. So if it's still elevated there, concern, that's from the claim side of the thing. From the payrolls report, um, it's rare that I actually say this, but I'm going to be paying really close attention to the participation rate mm. because what happens there, the changes in that particular component is going to have a massive influence on both employment and also the unemployment rate and underemployment rate. So they're my two things I'm looking out for. The one thing, I actually think there's so much noise in these reports at the moment that it's actually going to be very difficult to go and get an accurate picture as to what's going on. Perhaps... Perhaps the claims side of the thing may be giving you a better insight to the strength of the labour market because it's done on a weekly basis. Okay. Uh, look, locally, we've got the AIG Construction Index. Uh, we've got retail sales for May out. Um, we will obviously be covering those 
in detail as always uh, on Ausbiz. Um, look, tomorrow morning, I'll just take you through a couple of people that we've got on in the morning because this is going to be interesting. 8.40 a.m., um, Rupal Bansali from, he's the CEO of uh, Ariel, Ariel Investments, um, dubbed apparently one of Wall Street's 10 smartest investors. Uh, he's a contrarian, so we'll be chatting to him um, on the drop early in the morning. Will Young, the founder of Campos Coffee, uh, is coming in for a chat. Uh, look, you know, obviously anyone in that space, how they're managing, you know, the, the return post lockdown. Hope he brings some you, coffee with I'm him. Get, you're looking at me like, oh, I could use a coffee right now. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And uh, also Bernie Dean, the CEO of Industry Super. Um, we've been, you know, we've been chatting to a lot of the super fund bosses through this, um, you know, particularly about um, the early release situations and, and what they're seeing. So um, Bernie Dean, he'll be on at 11.50. Um, you will obviously be here for that one, Scuddy. I'll be floating around somewhere. God, God willing, I'll be here. And uh, I'll be <laughs> interested to see whether there's any insight. I know it's only a few days into the, uh, the quarter, but we've got the, that second uh, availability to go and withdraw a second amount of 10,000 uh, yeah. for eligible Australians. So to see if there's any signs, you know, has there been an influx of requests coming through now? That's something very interesting uh, given the implications we're seeing for things like retail sales and household spending as a whole over the last few months. Cool. Big day. And it's Friday already. Tomorrow, that is. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, well, it was Friday today. We'll be cracking a beer. No, uh, no, I'm looking forward to Friday. crack one anyway. Yeah, I'll crack There's one anyway. But yeah, pitch. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's always, uh, always great. Fridays are plenty to go and do. There's always something to go and talk about at the moment. So yeah. looking forward to it. All right. See you tomorrow. 